The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, super fly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! I guess it's not terribly surprising that the whole thing happened in New Mexico. Oh, yeah, I guess there is that extra layer of um, grossness to it. I mean, I think there's been a lot of feature films being produced in New Mexico lately. It's cheap. Yeah, it's very cheap. Super cheap. It's kind of the Southwest version of Georgia. Like, you can go there and, and Louisiana, and film. Right. Yeah. I think they give huge tax breaks, yada, yada, yada. That's why nobody films in California and New York anymore. Well, yeah, because it's Except crazy. Mr. Woodrow Allen. I get, wow. You know, when he's not on trial. I have a feeling he, that's a wrap on Woodrow. <laughs> <laughs> Woodeth Von Allen. And it was Woodrow that caused all the problems. Yeah. Jesus, how gross is that? That was so gross. Um, but that shit was crazy. I mean, to, you know, we grew up with The Crow, you know, for all you goth fans out there. Still one of the better soundtracks of all time. Just saying. The I, Crow's cruise first soundtrack was awesome. I think I would put um, that in, like, top three. I might. I might. At least top five if you got beef. But... It was an amazing soundtrack. And yeah, we tragically lost Brandon Lee to much the same sort of thing where they thought it was a blank or it was a blank in the gun and they shot it and there was some particulate matter in the barrel. In the or, barrel, yeah. Or the shrapnel from the blank, which is not supposed to happen really. Um, there's supposed to be like no discharge. It's just gunpowder. But sometimes little pieces of metal come out with it from the jacket. It happens. But I mean, for... This is the thing that freaks me out. So let, let's tell everybody actually what happened. Yeah. Okay. There's a brand new movie in New Mexico being filmed right now called Rust. It's a Western starring one Mr. Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Uh, Alec Baldwin. Um, who's a phenomenal actor. We all love Alec Baldwin. He's an absolute shit show in his personal life, but great actor. He's got some chops, right? Um, he's filming it, and apparently what had happened, early reports. Now, we're filming this you know, full disclosure, Friday night on the 22nd. So this just happened. So again, by the time you hear this, we might have new info. But as far as right now is concerned, what they think happened was there was a scene where he was supposed to shoot a gun directly into the camera for a shot. And apparently, and this is where Bobby and I were talking, it had to be, there's no way that that couldn't have been a live round. It Killed a young lady who was the cinematographer. Yeah. And then almost killed another person on set, critically injured. I think the director. Is it the director? It's another higher up tier of the behind the scenes crew. And almost killed them, critically injured. Even today he was released from the hospital. So obviously it wasn't like super life threatening, but it was a critical injury. So my mind, I'm like, dude. Everybody's like, we don't know if it's a blank. I'm like, I don't care if it was a blank. There's no way 
that a, a blank of any caliber in any gun could kill somebody and then almost kill somebody else yeah. unless you held it up and they were head to head, side by side, and you pointed at the temple. Yeah. I mean, it just shouldn't ever happen. But man, if so, it's the prop departments on every movie. Every movie that has a prop department that is doing guns in the movie has a like a, a gun specialist. It's like an armorer. They all have one. Like that's part of the the especially because guns are so prolific in movies. Uh, just to make sure that the Brandon Lee thing doesn't happen again. Right. So man, I don't know what's going to come of this, but you know, you, you, your heart goes out not only to the friends and family of the person who passed away, but like. How would you feel being an actor and you're in the middle of a scene, you pull a trigger and the people drop behind the fight? I mean, because to kill them instantly, it wasn't like everybody went, what happened? It must have been clear that they were shot. Yeah. Right? I mean, that can't be a blank. That had to be a live round. Well, I, I mean, so we I've don't read know. a little bit about this. No one know, the, the investigation is still wide open. They haven't released any information whatsoever. It, it almost seems like it had to be something that exploded with this blank or whatever it was. Because if it took down two people, if it was a live round, one person gets hurt, right? Sort of, Unless well, they were standing back to back. Which or, you do because they're all looking through monitors. So you know, you've got a lot of people huddled around each other looking at the, the actual live monitor take. Yeah. Um, so it's possible they could be arranged in a position where it could be. If he was shooting a rifle, it very easily could have went through one person and passed through the other. Oh, yeah, yeah, for um, sure. Because it's a Western. He might have been firing a Winchester-type rifle. The caliber of those I think bullets. it was a pistol. Was it a pistol? Okay. Yeah, I think so. But even like a Colt, that's a fairly large caliber sure. bullet. That can go through you and go into somebody else. It's just that's what I'm saying. A blank at X amount of feet. Because you know they have a rule in Hollywood. What is it? 10, 15 20 feet? 20 feet. 20 I think. feet. Okay. Assuming they were 20 feet away from the, from the first person next to them to the gun, a blank, for, I don't know. It just doesn't sound right to me. It sounds like for some reason, somehow, some way, a live round got mixed into the bunch. I, that's the only thing that makes sense off the top of my head. It, well, I hope we'll find crazy. out soon enough. And then. I can't even imagine being a guy like Al Ball. I, I know Al, he's a little bit iffy when it comes to like relating to his family and his kids and his <laughs> ex-wives. A and, little bristly. <laughs> yeah, he has a dark side. <laughs> yeah. um, Shut up, you filthy pig. Yeah, I called his daughter a pig yeah. multiple times. Oh, yeah. You're just a little filthy pig. I think there was some yeah. DV action with him and Kim Bassinger back in the day. Oh, no, no. I think so, too. Yeah, I think there was yeah. some shit that went down. He's got a little uh, Irish in him. Oh, he's got the Irish. <laughs> he's got a bit of a temper, that one. By the way, he's not a tiny dude. No, he's not a small man. And he boxes. He trains, you know, like different modalities and stuff like right. he's i bet he's a fucking handful even at his age well you you do a little bit of training a lot of privilege and a whole bunch more anger yeah and that's a powder keg brother oh. but he might i mean obviously, just sprinkle cocaine <laughs> just all over sprinkle it. a little susan <laughs> um <laughs> a garnish by the way no matter this is gonna sound so fucking cold <laughs> but no matter how many people he kills still the best baldwin Oh my God! Out of all of them, okay. If you wow. don't know, there's four. There's, yes. There's, there's. I think the next in line would be Billy. No, not Billy, but Stephen Baldwin. I thought. Would, I thought Billy was the next. 
young. No, no, no. I mean, as far as um, uh, being a being a popular. Oh uh, yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah, yeah. figure and sure, acting sure. or whatever. I think Steven's done the most work, and then after that would be Billy because yep. he was in Backdraft and what was the shitty one Sh- with Sharon Stone Sliver. Sliver. Silver? Sliver? Sliver. Sliver. It was Sliver, right? Yeah. Where there was like voyeurs and- Garbage. Dog shit. And then last but not least, big old fat Daniel, dude. The old <laughs> fatty Dan, dude. So that guy is on like one of the Law and Order type shows, right? Like he he's was. On, I think yeah. he was on that. And he had a pretty good run from what I understand. I, I don't watch procedurals. But. I heard- <laughs> Daniel Baldwin and Tom Sizemore have a human trafficking ring. It's just a rumor. I don't know, but I can almost confirm that. Um, they almost yeah. look like the same guy, too. The title of my memoir is going to be, I Miss Tom Sizemore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Tom, yeah. Old Tommy Sizemore. He had a weird comeback in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he got his he got his return to to grace uh, in Natural Born Killers, and then just blew it. Oh, just yeah. blew it. He was in Heat. I've heard he's done cocaine once or twice <laughs> on film in a room with a prostitute. <laughs> Publicize. <laughs> what a talented guy! He yeah. actually was a really fun actor. Like Sounds a, like fun in real life. Pretty amazing, like character actor. He was great in like. True romance and heat, like you mentioned. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, if you ever write a script, for those of you out there writing scripts, because I know you're there, <laughs> um, when you're at Starbucks sucking down your free latte, why don't you go ahead and cast Tom Sizemore if you have a character called The Sweaty Guy? Yeah. Um, he's great. I bet he's puffy at this point <laughs> in his life. He's, he's, <laughs> It's just gallons of sweat. Um, he's awesome. He's so awesome. Everybody, hopefully, you know, you're fine and you haven't been around Alec Baldwin lately. Um, welcome back to the whiskiest of reels and the riskiest of wheels. This is the whiskey reel, y'all. And we are uh, many, 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 many feet below the Earth's surface in the bunker, feeling good. Like uh, we said before, it's Friday night. We are feeling tight. And uh, I don't know. I think we're going to have a good one today. I feel it. I feel it. It's like a chill up my spine. I've been waiting for it all week. It's like when you walk over a grave. It, and you get a ooh. little chill up your spine. Ah, I like it. I don't think I've um, ever done that. Nobody should. It's weird. Um, I tried it. I don't recommend it. <laughs> I've been haunted ever since. <laughs> um, across, uh, as Bobby likes to say, akimbo. Slightly akimbo. Um, he's at probably, I would say, right hand is on the on the two. That's where I'm going to go with it. I'm about 245. It, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> Too fitty. Um, uh, City <laughs> yeah, Akimbo. Pretty, pretty close, actually. <laughs> <laughs> After this bottle we're drinking, it'll be 250. Trust me. Um, this is, uh, you know, one of the best guys in the universe. He's one of my best friends. He is the Bobby Duke. He is Bobbeth Van Noys of the Tallahassee Van Noises. Well, across from me, I'm not going to go back into the fucking geometry lesson that Aaron just <laughs> went through. I'm just going to tell you that the guy that I'm recording with, um, he is the opposite of Dory Gray. Mm. We have established that. This is true. He is obviously 
Sir Antonio Brandaris. <gasps> okay, you Who just heard okay. an accident on so, air. Yeah, we just uh, had a moment. We just had a moment. Uh, I just was trying to move something and hit something else. Man down. Man down. Man down. We dropped our whiskey. Boy, that's going to smell <laughs> awesome in about two minutes. Right, I'm going to shorten this because we got to deal with this fucking mess. <laughs> yeah. uh, I just call him, at this point, the hammer. Yeah, brother. <laughs> what was that one uh, UFC fighter, the deaf guy? They called him the hammer. Matt the Hammer Hamill. Oh, Matt the Hammer Hamill. Yeah. yeah the deaf guy. Yeah, yeah he was deaf. He, unfortunately, when you have something like that, they call you the deaf guy. He had a, a really entertaining fight with uh, Michael Bisbee. Yeah. They had yeah. a terrific fight. That's when Bisbee was at 205. Yeah, he was the Bisbee. Bisbee, he, he hit him so many times, the guy started hearing he again. Heard, he could hear he heard. one ear. He was hurting. He was hurting. Uh, Bisping now the Fetty Wap of U- the UFC because he has one eye. Okay. Uh, yeah, just God, saying, he looks terrible. That's a real thing. That poor guy. Um, dude, that guy's such a stud. You fought with a detached retina? Yeah. What is happening yeah. when you do that? I don't want to fuck with you. Well, George St. Pierre did, came out of retirement just to choke you. <laughs> just to choke <laughs> you. Um, hopefully, we'll have some good UFC fights coming up because we've had a little bit of a – man – the year of the pandemic, one of the best UFC years ever because everybody was home watching it. I don't think they give a fuck lately. The last big fight was Diaz Lawler, and it was like, yeah. um, It was less than exciting. Um, hopefully, we get some good ones soon so we can talk about it. Bobby, you were in charge of the liquidity. Oh, well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to Do you want to pay pentons now? No, I mean, okay. So... There is a distillery in what uh, we think Commerce City. Commerce City. Pew, pew. I've never stopped in Commerce City. I've Nobody never actually never, been there. I think has. I've passed through Commerce City on the way to like Boulder or like Snort Collins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of place. Um, so I was at our friends at Sixth Street. Yeah, yeah. They're good people. Are um, they still? They're still selling, right? Yeah, but she was there today. She's delightful just yeah. a beautiful young woman she's super very, sweet very nice she's very kind very and nice. her husband also yep. just a fucking gem less beautiful but like he <laughs> <laughs> no so i was looking for something kind of fun and different and also something kind of cheap so uh we we've been you know kind of spreading our wings into irish stuff we haven't done a rye in a while so i picked up this cask house triple oak Rye whiskey, dot, 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 <laughs> finished in bourbon whiskey barrels. It's, I believe, if you look on the left side over there, Bobby, I have a good eye line. It's, it's called the Stewards Cask House. Right here? Oh, uh, you're right. Yeah. It is the Stewards. And they have it in a very small font, which for some strange reason. So the Stewards Cask House out of Commerce City. Commerce City, which is basically in between... Boulder and uh, Longmont, I think. I, I think I so too. Um, but it's right up there, Front Range. This is this is not a joke. This thing is uh, really high proofed. What is it? Uh, about one oh seven. Yikes! Because yeah, Yoinkies. Yeah. Uh, the only other one oh seven I can think of is Weller Antique Cask or whatever it's called, the Weller Antique. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't had that. In That's a one oh seven, and it's really good. Well, really typically, good. like really 
bottled and bonds 100 we get a lot of 100 proof ryes it usually doesn't dip over that until you get into the overproofs and weird shit like cast strength and cast strength and, yeah. um but this is uh 107 yikes uh what do you- tell me about your first sip <laughs> <laughs> um it honestly felt like alec baldwin shot me in the chest I- um <laughs> It hurts. It oh, is that too soon? <laughs> too soon. Um, no, it it's definitely rye. It's peppery. Um, right out of the bat, the first thing I smelled was a bunch of red apples, yes. which is kind of indicative of probably a higher proof rye like this. I always kind of get that. Not as much of that black pepper as I'm used nope. to, like in a rye. Um, the one thing I did notice, and we talked about this, Bobby, but yes, you can feel the burn on the back. It's definitely a high proof bourbon. You know what you're drinking. Um, thank God they threw it in bourbon casks because if they didn't, we might be dead right now. Um, that probably took a little sting out of it. The one thing I will say, look, we, we've set up before on the program, you get what you pay for when it comes to booze. Most of the time, not all the time. But typically, if you're paying a lot of money for something like a whiskey or a wine, there's probably a reason why. Not all the time. Again, there's a reason why this is 20. And the reason for me is, although it has some classic rye flavors, it does present as a rye. It is very, very easy lean and and like you said wispy it's very light it's not very intense in any flavors so it brushes right over your palate and hits the back of your palate and goes down that's not necessarily a bad thing but i will say this if you need to mix with this this is not a sipping rye in my opinion um whereas like a higher proof rye like rittenhouse i could sip believe it or not which sounds strange because it's a nightmare too but (laughs) this like you said, Manhattan, Boulevardier, we, you know, blah, blah, blah. We can go down the list of sweetened bourbon drinks. Um, a Saz. This would be a... Saz would be a badass. Banger of yeah. a Saz. Um, it, because it, it doesn't present a lot of f- uh, colorful palette flavor-wise. Yeah, so you you would get that uh, kind of absinthe, aromatic quality with a touch of sweet. Like, that would be a really good Sazerac whiskey. It would. It would. Yeah. I, and it would work, like in, like I said, the aforementioned Manhattan. And I don't think an old-fashioned, I wouldn't like this. I think it would turn, come out too uh, too light in the loafers. I don't know. Yeah, it'd be super light in the ass. Yeah, I don't dude. Think it'd work. Um, I, I, I wouldn't be a huge fan of that. But something with a little bit more complexity, character, and depth that you're adding to it, I could probably get down with this. Yeah, I, um, I agree. I wouldn't even, honestly, like this is one of those where even if you were to do something stupid, like put it in a Coke yeah. or a Diet Barks, like you said, <laughs> um, it would disappear. Like you would taste the alcohol, but oh, you would, you would taste the flavor of the spirit. I feel the proofing in this more than I taste the proofing. I'll put right, it that way. Right. There you go. Perfect. It and that's, warms my body. It, it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's right around the solar plexus right now, and it has it really never is. left. Yeah, it's um, still there. But for 20 bucks? 20 bucks. Now we're getting into the deep waters of- Literally nineteen ninety nine. Is it a, is so it a buy 22 or bucks. I think 20? it's a buy. It's a buy at 20. I do. Just to have, if yeah. you want a higher proof- uh, like rye or bourbon in your kind of quiver at home yeah. of liquors you'd like to play with. This is a good one where you can kind of, it's not expensive, so you can experiment with it. Right. You could beat it up a little bit. You can see what happens with it. Um, it's definitely um, interesting. And that I'm shocked they can get a 107 
Um, even made this well, and it's not like I said overly made well, but it's well enough at twenty bucks, man. Yeah, why that's not? kind of a why not exactly. Yeah. Or if you're just trying to fucking, I mean, you'd spend twenty bucks on a bottle of shitty Jim Beam. You know what I mean? I like, mean, I wouldn't. I. Touche. <laughs> 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 there is not. There are very few alcohols that upset me Jim as Beam much as Mister Mister <laughs> Jimmy Beam. Um, such shitty bourbon. Such shit bourbon. I put that on par with like Seagrams. We like, did at one bad. point. We did a Jim Beam variation on the podcast that was actually really good, and I don't recall. Well, we did do the Legend. <laughs> Le Jean. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which the, was great. The collaboration. That's I loved great. It. That's I a loved great it. It was model. the same distiller, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, it, the, it was just the distiller. Just yeah. the yeah. yeah. Um, but that being said, I God, Jim Beam has some other iterations that it does that are like high tier. You just don't see it. But like that devil's cut stuff will kill you. Oh, it's garbage. It is rock gut. Um, <laughs> um but this stuff, the stewards. If you drink in cack house, cack house, the cack house, the cack house, it's 20 bucks. It's a buy. Sometimes you do stuff. I'm glad you brought this in, Bobby. We always like to play with like boutique esoteric stuff. And is it a buy or not? Dude, this is a $20 bottle of high proof shit that you can have fun with and mix. Absolutely. That's it. Yeah, It's fun. You know, dinner no, party, not a and problem. trying to make cocktails. For and let's everybody. be honest, we're we're drinking it neat. I mean, we say it's not a sipper, and I agree. I, I this is not going to be something I want to <laughs> sit around the house. And... I agree. I'm not enjoying this, <laughs> <laughs> but we're getting through it. And it's we're not dirt the bags. worst thing. And the we're first dirt drink bags. was a. Bitch. <sighs> Woo! Yikes. That first one went down hard, man. <laughs> that wasn't good. <laughs> it was Wiley uh, Coyote. Just that was good. <laughs> you guys know what I mean. Um, uh, but yeah, it's a buy at that. Um, there's so much that has transpired. But here on the riskiest of wheels, sometimes we like to do a callback and talk about stuff that we've talked about in the previous episode and give you an update. Um, we talked a little bit about, or we talked a lot about, as it were, uh, what happened with John Gruden and the emails and what happened. Um, Bobby's got a little bit of an update for you if you haven't been following that, because it's, it, it's deeper than just there's this old white guy that said racist shit and had to resign. There's a little bit of a deeper thing going on that's kind of interesting. What what were you telling me? Well, so we, we talked about it last week, obviously, quite a while. And we touched on the fact that there was an investigation going into the corporate culture of the Washington football. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Washington <laughs> football team. I had a little bit of a hiccup there. <laughs> Why? Um, was so it? the WFT, yeah, who, who knows? The WFT... <laughs> You know, was involved in this investigation. There was all these email records pulled that apparently were only pulled from one guy's account. Mm -hmm. And that was the general manager at the time, Bruce Allen. And there's been a lot of outcry from members of the media because the NFL is basically saying, nothing to see here, and we're going to move on. They didn't do anything wrong. So there's been a lot of outcry from prominent people like Mike Florio, who is a former attorney. He's very up in arms about this. He's like, well, if there's nothing to see here, then release the fucking emails. So we, you know, now Congress decided yesterday they were going to get involved with this investigation. They sent a letter to the WFT, to Snyder's office, 
basically just saying, we are now going to be involved in investigating this situation, and we want you to turn over these emails. And I don't know if that's an appropriate use of, you know, <laughs> congressional power. Taxpayer but at the money. same time, like, I see both sides. I, I, I think there should be more transparency when it comes to ownership in one of the biggest multi-billion dollar endeavors in our society. Mm. Um, man, this is a, as much as it intrigues me to find out where, how far the rabbit hole goes, because we had the discussion outside is when, and this is why we brought this back up again. It's not just simply talking about football. It's where do you want your Congress's power to be um, unleashed? Um, are there other things going on in the world that need more attention was my first thought. Sure. I don't know if I want the Congress, our Congress, that has so many other things to deal with, to waste the time dealing with a private company's internal emails, unless it was criminal. If there was embezzlement, if there was some criminal activity of a high degree, then you need congressional oversight. For somebody sending pictures of a, of a girl that... I think that's cause for concern. And I think internally you fix those problems. What you were saying, Bobby, is they're not fixing it internally. They're burying it, which any company would do. Uh, that's why you have congressional hearings to, like Facebook, like fucking, you know, that's why you have the involvement in Congress because sometimes uh, corporations and companies get too big for their britches. Sure. So you have to call them on it. And I understand that. Um, it just feels like for something like this, I don't know if we need the guy that wrote some of them. If they want to continue to investigate it on a lower level, okay, take the three or four years it'll take to read that many emails. Yeah. I don't know if we need to stop the world and focus on Raider emails right now is what I'm saying. So, I, and, but I understand what you were saying. Yeah, right? I, I don't. I don't disagree with that necessarily. I'm just. I'm intrigued by the the entire process that's gone on because it's like. First of all, you can't tell me that you subpoenaed 650,000, or not subpoenaed, uh, that you collected 650,000 emails, and all you do was just take out one guy. You just take out John Gruden. Uh, there was the other, like, uh, he's an executive pash. I think he's like a legal counsel for the National Football League. He ha he says some fucking stupid shit, too. But it was more like, uh, fucking the Trump's wall is awesome or whatever. You know what I mean? It was just oh, like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Super like really inconsequential yeah. stupid shit. But, like, I don't know. I It just seems like the cover-up could end up being the story and not the story. I get it. You know what I mean? Like, like there maybe nothing really egregious happened or, like you say, nothing criminal happened. What's happening now is Congress is like, well, why are then why aren't you just saying fuck it? Well, I would say as a dead, uh, devil's advocate just for that cause, the same thing you can say to somebody who's a suspect in a crime. Well, why don't you just talk to us? Why do you need your lawyer? Yeah, yeah. If because if you're smart, you don't say shit. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the Same first nothing. thing you learn is shut your fucking mouth, mm -hmm. right? So, I mean, I get it while they don't want to fucking open the books wide to the entire public, but I'm just, I'm, unless they could give me some sort of understanding of some implicit knowledge they have, 
Like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Trust me, guys, there's going to be more. If they can do that, then I'm down. But I yeah. don't know. I don't know if I want this to have as many legs. For football nerds, super in- uh, interesting. For, like, the common man, the layman, I, I don't think anybody gives two giant fucks about this. Um, I don't know. It, 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 there's I, just No, I agree. I don't think anyone gives saying. a shit. I mean, most of the public... Backlash already has been like they the investigation's over, fucking drop it. Nobody gives a shit. Blah blah blah. You know. But my point is just that like there has to be something. Sure. And we have an organization that will release people's private lives. You know, the Ray Rice, Michael Vick. I mean, all everything that was going on with those investigations when it's a player. Fuck, man. Their their lives are turned upside down and they it. are fucking gone, you know? And obviously, they deserve to go away. Michael sure. Vick broke the law. That's Ray right. That's Rice what, that was my knocked contention. his wife unconscious That's, and dragged that, her out of an elevator. That was my contention is if they can prove some sort of, of criminal activity happened, then go get them. But how do you prove that? You have to do the investigation. But is there is there so much overwhelming? Listen, there's an old thing where you can't prove a negative. Right. Sure. What they're trying to do is prove a negative. So f- the fact that you aren't telling me shit means you're hiding something doesn't necessarily mean the truth. Yeah, except for the fact that Congress can literally go to the NFL and say, you opened this investigation. Right. You felt there was enough there there right. in order to pull 650,000 emails. Like, you didn't do that on chance you no, did it, it because there was something there there's an interesting thing well let's watch the case yeah let's yeah. see what happens sure. i just it, my first thought was ew i don't want to waste money on this that i hear was you. my first I hear you. um there are so much other things to waste Bring money it. on um if nobody has heard there's there's a lot of little shit going on right now as there always is here in the great america great america um if you didn't know johnson and johnson um has a vaccine. I'm sure you've all heard of that. They also do something called baby powder. I believe it's called talcum powder. Um, Johnson Johnson baby powder is probably the most ubiquitous product on the market for babies. Outside of like Gerber baby food and Pampers, Johnson Johnson baby powder is like one of the most iconic things. And let's be honest, adults use it too. I know a lot of chefs that wipe it all through their balls and taint so they don't get mud butt while they're cooking. Let's be honest. When they're out of cornstarch, I mean, <laughs> uh, and they can't dip yeah. in the big Cambro of cornstarch. Um, they make baby powder. Apparently, they have known for no less than 30 years that there are small, small, small trace amounts of asbestos in it. There was. Wow. 33,800 people in a class action lawsuit for cancer. They recently, so what they did, so slimy. What they did was the fucking, the the dump and run, dude. They created a fucking LLC that they put everything into, bankrupted it to try to throw them off the scent of having to pay for this. Subsequently, they paid out $2 billion to 34,000 people, which is probably about sixty dollars to $70,000 each Holy for cow. you getting cancer. That's crazy. Cancer. And nobody knows about it. Yeah, um, I didn't. This, dude, I 
use that on my daughter. Like I use that. Like who doesn't use baby yeah. powder? By the way, who else makes baby powder? You can't tell me one single person. I don't know who makes I thought it was them. I right. thought they had the market on fucking baby powder. But apparently they've known, yeah. proven, and have known for years and years and years that this could possibly have trace amounts of his and just basically said, we're going to make a shadow corp, all dump right. all the liability onto them, make them liquid of $50, 50 billion in cash or $25 billion in yeah. cash, and then bankrupt it and then do a payout off of that. And nobody blinks an eye. So I was hearing that today. So when I heard about That's the insane. NFL, when I heard about the NFL thing, I went, "We yeah. got bigger fish to fry, my right. dude." I hear um, you. But but no, that was Johnson and Johnson. Another big thing happening in the world right now, or at least no, not in the world, just in the U.S. There have been no less than 167 strikes of major companies in 2021. I don't know how many of you guys knew that. Uh, Kellogg's, John Deere. Uh, major, major companies, um, um, a lot of the electrical unions, uh, car unions are striking uh, right now because we're in a dire situation. We've got, believe it or not, 10 million jobs that are open. I mean, when you say that, it's a very rough number. It depends on quality of job from fast food to CEO. I of get course. it, I get it, I get it. However, this is the dichotomy. Unemployment's only at 4.8%. Yeah. We think there's a trillion unemployed people not working out there. No. So I want to piggyback this onto my thing when I talked about immigration and job pool. We've got a 4.8 unemployment. That's about the average through the 2000s. Mm -hmm. Trump famously had a 3.1. It's gone up to past six. 4.8 is not like the worst unemployment in the world when times are good. So that's where we are right now, which basically is telling you we've got a ton of jobs and there's not a lot of labor pool. Yeah, 100%. So it's, it's not a bunch of lazy millennials not going back to work like we'd like to think. No. It really isn't. I don't know if we have enough America to fill the jobs. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But it, that's what's crazy. Like, we're going back to union, union strikes and non-union strikes now. And this is typically what happens before a big shift in GDP. This was happening, a big swing in workers' rights. Um, I'm kind of excited that are, there are all these uh, uh, people taking notice of the fact that the cost of living has gone up and the pay has stayed the same. And for major companies through the pandemic, they're looking at their full-time full employees and going, thank you for sticking with us. We really appreciate it. I know your rent's more. I know your diapers are more. I know your milk is more. But we're going to take away your health care now and your daycare. I'm sorry. We're not making enough money. Yep. And meanwhile, none of the top 10% of that company are taking a single dime in a pay cut. Of course, it's not. the rubber's hitting the road by, you know, by way of the bourgeoisie and the proletariat. Like it's becoming every year it's coming clear and clear who the haves and haves nots are. And I think this might be something to galvanize partisanship. Well, I mean, we this country has spent the last 40 years basically destroying labor rights 100%. at every fucking opportunity. You know what I mean? And, and like, I'm sorry, but you're libertarian republican argument falls apart when it comes to the fact that why shouldn't workers have the right to collect a bargaining and why shouldn't workers have the right to you know uh, having acceptable work conditions you know what i mean <laughs> ask amazon yeah i mean it's just silly that we and and company owner i i have people in my family that own huge companies uh -huh. 
um, and they're proudly non-union. You know what I mean? And right. I get that. I, I understand where they're coming from because I'm sure it is fucking easier because you don't have to fucking treat anybody correctly. Oh. Do you know the bare I mean? minimum, dog. Bare when you, minimum. When you deal with collective bargaining, when you deal with unions, you actually have to fucking pay people, fund people, take care of people. You know what I mean? Yeah, there has to be It's some... way easier where you can just fucking throw 14-year-old Asian kids at iPhones. Dude, totally. Until they fucking, you just drag them out in bags and, and then find more. Dude, when equitability is a non-issue... Yeah. It's way easy to run a business. Yeah. Now, flip side, like you'd like to say, Bobby, like obvious, like again, devil's advocate. I understand that the process of having a union and Teamsters has been abused. It's a lovely idea that was co-opted and loopholed into existence by the mafia. Yeah. By a lot of people that were not good people that didn't have the workers' values in mind, that were stealing pensions, yeah. that were doing a lot of bad shit. But that doesn't mean you throw the baby out with the bathwater. The original thought and process of a union is not a bad thing. It is simply there to make sure workers are getting... Now, granted, do some union workers uh, take advantage of that? Of course Ask Walnuts, where those guys will sit in a truck, get $87 an hour, and then complain that their fucking linguine is not hot enough. Yeah, yeah. Trust me. I mean, they're... they're Have you ever all had such- linguine? Yes. <laughs> Awful. It sucks, asshole. Awful. Um, but but you know what I mean. I no, think I in do. its purest sense, in its uh, imaginated theoretical um, purpose, uh, a union in workers' rights is one of the more important things to keep America going. That that's literally why our middle class has been fucking gutted. It's because we have we don't have it because we have no voice for workers. Because it's literally. Them over there and them over there. Yeah. And there's nobody in the middle. Um, and I'm cl- I'm kind of glad that it's coming to a head. Maybe the pandemic helped this ex- expedite this process of of new workers' rights. I would re- I would be very remiss if I didn't bring up the fact that you use the word imaginated, which I'm trying to decide is a either you fuck that I word I, up, I, 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 I or you're a fucking accidental scholar. And you? <laughs> well, I only see imagine it because it it feels like we have a we we're we're all trying to dream the same dream of what it would be the ideal, right? right? And so when I say imagine, I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't mean that. No, in no, a, no. What I'm you're saying dreaming way? is I don't think that word exists. Imaginated? And I'm trying to make fun of you. I think imaginated is a, is a word. I think imagined. God damn it! Is a word. He got me. Imaginated. Listen. Y- if it's real, you accidentally stumbled on that fucking <laughs> Listen, word, sir. Number one, I just had a bacchiotomy, and I'm taking medication. That's number one. Number two, I'm drinking the steward's cask. Irregardless. Um, ir- irregardless. God. That one I don't do. That one I don't do. Oh, no. That one's made it now officially into Shut the lexicon up. you can say irregardless i'm now. still not saying it horrible uh, fucking people uh, that we live with us <laughs> on this fucking planet but okay last but not least you'll like this because it. it's a it's imaginated <laughs> um you'll enjoy this <laughs> um we like to make fun of stupid people um not because they're stupid and they're kind you don't make fun of people that are dumb, but they're super sweet. Nobody makes fun of those people. 
You know, you yeah. know what I mean? When we say stupid, we know what we're saying. Yeah. And it is for truly stupid, cruel people. Okay? Yes. What who's the unholy trinity in Congress? This is Lauren Bobert. Thank you. Give me the other two. Uh Marjorie Taylor Green. Yes. Marjorie Titan Green. <laughs> <laughs> She looks like somebody from Attack uh, on I, Titan. And that dude. I, uh, What's his uh, name? Gates. Yes. That is the unholy trinity. That is the anti. They are the, they are the anti-Mount Rushmore <laughs> of fucking the American politicians. Okay. So they, because let's be honest. Give me one funny Republican. A funny one? A funny Republican comedian. No. None. Crickets. Zero. Crickets. Zero. Okay, it's hard to be funny when you're from a position where you're always punching down, isn't it? Um, so you got Matt Gates, Marjorie Titan Green, and fucking Second Amendment Barbie, right? Yeah. So he he has the audacity to keep tweeting, number one. You're under investigation for fucking child trafficking. Let's go besides that point. Um, they He posted a picture that said, okay, you know the squad – Famously, love him or hate him, AOC, Ilan Omar, uh, the crew in Congress, yeah. that's the progressives. And whether or not you like them, whatever, they, they have their stees, okay? They actually try to write laws too, which is crazy because none of the three people I'm looking at right now Way have passed for that crowd. a single legislative bill. Yep. Not one. We tried to get the Fauci, fire Fauci bill out of Marjorie. That was her big... Oh, stick it to the man. Fuck you, libtards. So Gates, MGT, and, and fucking Bobert in a picture on the Congress floor, the congressional floor. And it said, you know what we're known as? We're known as a pro-America squad. Ugh. <sighs> no. First of all, that's not what you're known as. I guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> No, you're known, you're known as, as the worst Oceans movie ever. <laughs> Imagine the Oceans <laughs> one and a half where they try to fight their way through middle school. Ugh, Matt um, Gates is so gross. He's so gross. Okay, but it's funny because they do these, and I see this every now and then. I make fun. Uh, Bobert being the biggest uh, uh, fucking uh, defendant against this is... I don't I say it time again, say it time again. Maybe if you guys out there know them, you can tell them. They need to have somebody overseeing their social accounts. They have to stop if they want to have any chance of doing mm -hmm. anything in their lives. They've done nothing but bring shame upon themselves. <laughs> they have the worst takes. They're not funny. They try to do these gotcha burn, libtard burn things. They never work. They no. never go over well. And I will just say it out this. I'm going to lay it out there. Hot take. Aaron's hot takes. Uh, that's not a segment. Is it a I'm just going to say, no, it All isn't. Right. Um, I have yet, I, prove to me that the right can be funny at least a quarter of how funny the left is. Uh, so for every 10 left comedians that I give you, I want you to give me two and a half oh, good funny luck. right that comedians. doesn't even exist. Okay. Why is that, do you think? Because they're not fucking funny. They're, but they're, why aren't they funny? Comedy works when people are vulnerable so when someone is willing to be fucking vulnerable and willing to be open and 
make fun of them. Like John Mulaney right now is on tour after all of this shit. And all the cocaine. All the coke, rehab, left his wife, yeah. hates his baby. He's fucking Olivia Munn now. Is for- he really? Yeah. Nice pull, You want to be John Mulaney. Nice pull. You would switch bodies in a second. In a heartbeat. <laughs> I already have my own addiction. I know. Just take his on and but, fuck Olivia Munn. But All right. Concert right, tours, in. cocaine, and Olivia Munn. Yeah. But the reason his new concert tour is so fucking funny and people are flipping out about it is because he's being very vulnerable. And he's like, look, this is what I, I, everybody hates me now. I'm not nearly as funny as I used to be. I need to become a different comedian. <laughs> That's funny. Because, yeah, and you know what I mean? Like, And all the way back to like Pryor and Carlin and all those genius fucking people that took stand-up comedy from Henny Youngman bullshit – into art they were vulnerable they were they allowed them republicans you're saying so the right wing i won't even say republicans i won't even say republicans so the right right wing doesn't have the ability to laugh at themselves no they have to be the tough guy but but what is that indicative of what is the inability to have introspection or to have any sort of sense of uh of self-deprecation what is that what is that usually well, symptoms of i mean i think it's a symptom of the fact that they're spending most of their day thinking about sub- sucking somebody's dick but like they <laughs> but they can't let themselves deal with the fact that they want to suck somebody's dick well let's be perfectly clear i'm being facetious of course but not entirely inaccurate i understand <laughs> let's be honest if there's any dick to suck, it's MGTs. <laughs> She's got the biggest dick in the in the pro America squad. She's got that Easter Island got dick. That Easter Island. <laughs> um, guys, I hope you've enjoyed yourselves. Yeah, we're wrapping. And you're up. gonna continue we to enjoy yourself. We are going to do a little uh, sponsor. It's very uh, <laughs> boy. This is the timing. The timing sucks. Timing sucks, but it's also very. Prescient. Yeah. And their money's green. So. Yeah, bruh. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsor. Good evening. I'm Alec Baldwin. You may know me from 30 Rock, Glen Gary, Glen Ross, and a lot of weaker properties. Ha! I'm Stephen Baldwin. You might know me from Tent Revivals, Biodome, and other stuff. Steven, bro, it's been kind of a tough week. I don't know if you heard, but I accidentally shot a young woman on the set of my new film. I know how you feel, bro. I almost kill people every day for Jesus. Steven, you're telling me that you worked with people that you actually wanted to intentionally kill. Absolutely. But Jesus told me I can't, so I don't. Do you have any examples of someone you wanted to kill on a movie set? Clearly, Polishaw! That's exactly what I was going to say. Alec, I have a question for you. I've put all my money into one product, and I think these people really need to hear about it. 
By all means, Steven, you're my brother. I love you. Thanks, big bro. My shit's called Baldwin Body Armor. It's made from the finest materials. It makes a lot of sense, and you can wear it with no shirt. I'm not going to lie to you, little bro. I'm not 100% confident that this is the right timing for this product. Kim Bassinger already wrote me a check. I cashed it. It's gone. First of all, it's Basinger. <laughs> Everybody needs lamp protection. I have condoms sometimes, and I also have things that block other things. And that's what Baldwin Body Armor is for. Baldwin Body Armor. Available at baldwinbodyarmor.org. By the way, bro, has anyone heard from Billy? I think he's in the new Doom Patrol. (laughs) (laughs) Hey guys, if you want to reach out to the Whiskey Reel podcast, you can reach us at 970-426-5344. Luca, play show. 970-426-95344. You made me laugh. How many numbers are in the phone number? Uh, send us a text. Drop us a voicemail. We love voicemails. Yes, uh, you can also reach us at whiskeyreel at gmail.com. All of our social media is Whiskey Reel. So you guys are more than welcome to provide content, leave us feedback. I have an idea. Drop a review. We love reviews, five-star reviews. We love even more. Um, It actually helps people find the podcast if you guys leave reviews. So by all means, please do that. It's not as good as the four-star review, which nobody (laughs) has defined to me what that means. I think a four-star review is weird. and 400 good things to say, and you leave four stars. Are you just that much of an exceptionalist? Where that, I just needed you to fucking feather my balls. Yeah. And then I would have given you that fifth story. You, you guys are awesome, okay. but you're not Tom Segura. Mm, hmm. uh, I don't know. Bobby, who, <laughs> did, did somebody walk in the bunkie? Guys, we had a weird thing happen. Um, friend of the podcast, Lucas Hess. We've talked about ad nauseum on this podcast. We've had some of your cocktails. We have talked you up big time because you might be the most talented person at everything that we've ever met. That's true. That's You're true. just blowing smoke. I don't know what your agenda is. That being said, get butter me up. That being said, we literally ran into you in an alley behind the Durango Arts Center. <laughs> and you're like, and, you want to come to my lair? <laughs> yeah, bring it. Let's go to the bunkie. Yeah, um, treat. Yeah. Well, it's a pleasure. We're going to eventually do a full episode with Lucas. We've been trying to sort out scheduling. And, I mean, this man has a lot of stuff going on in his life right now. Um, From what I understand, you have a pregnant wife. (laughs) A lot going on. (laughs) You got a lot going on. New jobs, pregnant wife. You're a fucking superstar drummer. You were the best skateboarder in southern Colorado. I don't know. What else? What do you suck at? 
<laughs> Plenty. <laughs> <laughs> I heard Lucas was writing his memoirs, and it was going to be called "What Can't I Do." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good place to start. The what Lucas has story. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm glad you're here, Don. Um, we're going to jump into media, um, but first, we want you. Number one, we want you to plug your shit. Uh, because believe it or not, Durango has a vibrant music scene. It's not all bluegrass and fucking mandolins, guys. It's true. Story. There's people doing other things here, for the sake of Christ. Um, tell us, a, <laughs> tell us a little bit about like your band, what you're doing, and some gigs coming up. Yeah, there is some cool scene popping up right now. There's a lot of bands coming out and different than the usual array of bluegrass, man. And um, yeah, well, rock and roll. That's what I've been working on. Yeah, um, so I'm part of two groups right now. Um, one, we've been around for a few years called Your Bones. Um, the other one is kind of a new project uh, and it's called Immediate Family. And um, yeah, punk rock, rock and roll is probably the vein there. But um, nice. yeah, we got a show uh, coming up at the act here. Um, just got done loaded up for that. So that's how I found these boys in an alleyway. Uh, but then here <laughs> coming uh, next week, uh, what is that? October 30th, Saturday night at the Hive. We're doing another rock and roll show. And of course, that's Halloweeny. So you know, come come prepared. Uh, I'm sure we'll be looking like the living dead, and uh, yeah, trying to play loud enough to kill your ears. So um, yeah, yeah. Is Alex Vick still in the band? Alex Vick, he's in well, both. You're yeah. always near death. <laughs> um, I love I love Alex Vick. He's no, one of my favorite Vic. people. Yeah, he's in taught the me world. so much. Um, he's awesome, and thank you for for at least dropping in for the media, which is very kind of ironic that that's what you do outside of being bartender extraordinaire and all the other things you do in your business life i know you're involved in a lot of stuff and on a very uh community driven give back sort of feel uh is what you do for your regular yeah. life uh, tell me a little bit about that because i've sat within the context of one of your speeches oh yeah so i feel blessed yeah, well, whiskey dudes, it's it's good to see you guys first and foremost. You know what I'm saying? No, smoke. It's really good to see you, buddy. In the layer too. I'm yeah, just saying, you know, yeah, it's, it's weird. weird. This is real deal. It's this is a layer. Yeah. Don't touch yeah. anything. Yeah. Tetanus. <laughs> um, tetanus is everywhere. We are out of sanitizer. Well, that's so sorry. You, that's why you pour the whiskey on it, right? That sanitizes it. Yeah, yeah that works. Guarantee you, yeah. nothing lives within my body. Nothing. <laughs> uh, but, but no, thank you for coming here. We're going to talk a little music. We're going to talk a little media. And please be more than happy to jump in. So before we jump into that, yeah. Lucas was kind enough oh, shit. to bring in <laughs> a little spirit with him. Uh, we normally, I, this would be historical. We've never actually done two in spirit sections broadcast. in one broadcast okay. ever. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. So there's a first. So no, we, this is amazing. Have a moment of just reveration. I know. These guys are already working on some pretty awesome cast rye, it looks like. But, uh, yeah, I, I have I it in the bag, so I wanted to share it. Yeah. So what did, tell us about this, because this it. is super fucking esoteric weird shit. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty unique. It's, uh, well, Fernet. So, you know, I'm a little hesitant. I know we're on the whiskey reel, but why not a little Fernet? We do it. Um, oh, we've done it many times. We do it. Guys, we do it. <laughs> you don't judge. You drink it all. I know you do. Open palates here. I know. All of us. Um, <laughs> 100%. But, yeah, this is uh, American Fernet based out of Portland, Maine, actually. 
Um, I got this from uh, my buddy Karim, who gave it to me as a gift. Um, but yeah, it's super uh, funky. It's not all mentholated, kind of like you get from Fernet Branca. Mm -hmm. um, it, but it, you know, it definitely has that bitterness. You can already tell that yeah. gentian already in the nose. Yep. Um, yeah, but it's got even kind of a hint of OSHA, maybe. Just that, like, I don't know, it's going to cure your hippie scum that you got hidden inside you. But, uh, it, dude, hippie yeah. scum lives forever. Yeah, you can't get rid Nothing. of that. <laughs> you can't pour enough for Nat Michaud. Um, this well, is a this yeah, this is a pop bottle. There's a lock pop bottle, um, and it looks like it's going to be bubbles, right? Because because yeah. the pop um, reminds me of the old Grolsch bottles. If you guys are familiar with that, that's kind of the 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 fucking contraption. But it's a mm -hmm. 750. It tastes like Fernet, but it's not Fernet. I don't know a better way to say it. it they, they took a lot of the rough edges out of mm -hmm. what Fernet is. A lot of those higher tones, a lot of that heat off the back end, it seems to be kind of um, mitigated on the back. Yeah. And uh, is there a reason, do you know enough about this, where there's a reason why they like rounded that off on the end or, or how they did it? I don't. I don't know as, as far as that. I mean, I know Fernet is such a broad, I mean, so many people kind of relate it to Fernet Branca, and that's like the standard, rightfully so. But there's so many different types of Fernet, you know. Um, uh, this one, I, I, I really just, I see Fernet, and I'm like, well, I got to see what this is about. Sure, sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, it just, it caught my eye as a gift and I tried it and I was like, it's not syrupy. It's not crazy minty. It just has that herbalness to it, yep. but it's still, um, it doesn't like blow the doors off to where you can't drink it. You know, it's like, uh, it's got a nice, uh, just kind of solid hit with it. Um, it's 82 too. Yeah. It's 82 proof. It's yeah, higher it's, approved. It's a higher proof. The thing I would say it's, it's not as viscous. So it leads me to believe there's not as much glycerin or sugar. Yeah. Um, so it drinks cleaner, and I don't get the burn. I'll tell you what, pound for pound, note for note, I would say I'd enjoy drilling this more than I would Fernet Branca. It's like a little straight more up. dry, you know? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That, 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 that sweet, that RS in it or whatever they're going to add to it isn't there like it is. It's Like I said, the viscosity, it's less cough well, syrupy. This is a learning moment for all of us because like most people associate Fernet with Fernet Branca like you were bringing up. But the fact is Fernet is a style. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, it's a style of Amaro. I, I, Fernet Branca is not they don't own the fucking Fernet brand, you know well, what I mean? Fernet Branca would be what Kleenex is to facial tissue and what of course. is to cotton right. swabs. Exactly. I mean, it's hard not to mention that style of Amara without mentioning kind of the king ruler top of the pyramid. That's why that's why I mentioned yeah. as a basis of comparison. I was battling moving in a couch the other day, and I uh, co-hosted a couple people cheersing me with some Fernet. And they were like, oh, I love some Bronca. And they're like, wait, what are you, what is, is this even Fernet? And I was like, well, y yes, but <laughs> yeah. just, uh, bear with me here, you know. But it's actually in, in I like. I like it. I don't yeah. know, do you know what this retails for off the top of your head? Um, I know it was gifty. Yeah, it was gifty, so I don't know. I don't know. Okay, because um, I, it, me, per, I would rather sip this than Fernet Branca. Yeah. I think this is uh, more refined. It's a little bit more elegant. It's more less heavy-handed. I'm pretty um, sure it's in that same ballpark of like yeah. 30 bucks or something. 38, 40, yeah. maybe. I'm drilling yeah. this over Fernet Branca, straight yeah. up. I don't know who the people are that make this, but good on you, my dudes and dudesses. I'm not yeah. sure what Portland you're talking Maine, about there, yeah. but... 
I'm a Fernet Bronco whore. You know that. I know. There's something about this that is a little less, like I said, it's not as weighty and viscous. It doesn't feel like it's going down slow. This is sippable rather than shootable. Yeah. This is like a traditional Amaro. Yeah. Yeah. Much more in the vein. Much more in the vein. Yeah, for sure. But it's lovely, man. Thank you for sharing this. Salute. Salute. Salute, pute. So good to have you here, my friend. It works better in Spanish. Uh, <laughs> so you guys were talking about a little punk hardcore action. Yeah. Uh, we do like to listen to a couple of songs every week on the Whiskey Reel. Uh, I have this band that... This might be the reason we're friends. That we have this band. Yeah, Don't we say have this band. <laughs> White this, man. is, this band might be the reason that Aaron and I became friends in the first place. Shit, origin story. Okay. Yeah, yeah, origin totally story, good. for sure. Totally. It's a dark, dark, dark. origin. <laughs> None of those women exist anymore. Anyway, the They're all gone now. God, that's, wow. Yeah, that's that's real. super true. That's some real shit. We've uh, moved on. Let's just say, I don't want to say jettisoned, because <laughs> that's so aggressive. That is very aggressive. Um, but no, I'm sure Lucas knows these guys. What, I what would hope so. What are you talking about? Uh, this band is called Quicksand. Oh, shit. Yeah. This goes way back. Uh, I first heard Quicksand probably in 1993, 94. Yep. In that area. Uh, I think Slip came out in 1993. Yep. I was slightly late to the game, and then I found out that they were actually an extension of Gorilla Biscuits. Yep. You know, like, so start today being obviously their most, well, thank you, Blink-182, for <laughs> stealing their best song. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> whatever. Uh, but anyways, yeah, uh, Quicksand has only put out four albums, I think, total. I think five? with the re- recent release, five. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm going to go five. Um, Slip. But yeah. Uh, Manic Compression. Manic Compression, which is my favorite Woo. one. They Usually sophomore albums, for whatever reason. Mm. You get your one under your belt, you're all nervous and psyched, and that next one yeah. you can dig your ears. Yeah, you in. play what you really want. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But um, I love Quicksand. They're, they're, they're everything hard shoegazy that came out at the time that I absolutely love, like that... Um, we are big fans like Bark Market and and um, you know things of that nature that are this. It's noise rocky, but it's melodic. It's completely like over compressed and just grungy, dirty, nasty from the mix side of things. Yeah. But it's always very melodic. It's verse, chorus, verse, chorus. You know, bridge, verse, chorus. They still make songs without it being too fucked yeah. off, or you right. can't follow anything. Yeah. They went away for a really long time. They came back, I mean, God, 25-year hiatus? Yeah, and they made, basically. and then they had a tour like yeah. six years ago, seven yeah. years ago or something. And they kind of famously, <laughs> check, check your bingo card. Yeah, they kind of famously, famously went on to the now. Jimmy Fallon show was yeah. where they actually launched their big comeback and I don't know how the fuck Jimmy Fallon knew who Eyes Quicksand was, but I'm sure somebody told him. One of told him it was Quicksand. Yeah, yeah. Um, so <laughs> they put out an album. They they went a little... It's a different sound these days. It's not exactly what it used to be. They were very akin to like that uh, helmet, like we very jagged, yeah. crunchy riffs. But with pavement, like yeah. songwriting. Yeah, exactly. But it was tone. It was um, very crunch... You know, twice the band helmet ever was. Ever was. Ever was. Uh, 
they brought in the dr- bass player from Deftones. I think is no, now. No, because he died. Because he died. Second, not cheap. drummer. Maybe it was the no, drummer. Same drummer. We'll look it up. I'm gonna kill no, you. No, they have a member <laughs> of Deftones in this fucking band, <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds no. But I think it's the bass player that replaced. I think so. Are you serious? Yeah. That's weird. Maybe they just recorded no, tour. Oh, we'll, we'll figure it out. Which Anyways. Is perfectly acceptable. This song is super fucking cool. This just came out, I mean, a few weeks ago. I wanted to bring it up this week because they're going on tour. They're going to be on tour for the fall, winter. Dope. Cycle. If they're in your area, hey, Sam, that's I mean, going to be really fun. Yeah. And who knows who's playing with them. If you I'm get a chance to see quicksand. on some either locals that are dope or some old timers yeah. that might have, you know, you see old shoegazy rock like indie dudes, you, you get what you get. Yeah. But mm. the songwriting's still there. The structures are still there. Um, maybe the voice isn't, unfortunately. Yeah. But I like this song a lot. It's called Missile Command, which takes me back to like Fuck Atari yeah, shit. Bitch. Um, so let's take a little quick listen. I love you. Fucking honest squealing right there. I actually really enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some good like just. I don't want to say like garage because I feel like they're under delivers for it. But I want that like just raw of it that I. I don't think that's delivers. See, I don't look at that as like some sort of negative connotation to garage. Yeah. Um, That's where everything started, especially within this genre. Yeah. Hardcore and you know, post shoegazy and post hardcore like that whole like thing that happened between like 93 post grunge into like the early 2000s you know even prior to that like sonic youth and pixies and stuff that were the pre yeah. preeminators of that but i love that sound. yeah it's not overproduced it's just good delivery that's dude. what's up yeah that's what's up well it's kind of been their mo their entire career is just making really i, I they're economical like, I wanted to say simple. Didn't yeah, you? no, it's not simple. It's like that's but it's, not a bad thing though. But it's very economical music. It's 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 a you know like three piece stuff sometimes and fucking I don't know like they just do something really really fresh. Yeah, they use the pocket nice. You know, you know like yeah. they use the space. Yeah. To, yeah. to create this kind of build. Yeah. Yeah. And the intent. It's like what not your what you're not playing. Yeah. Is what you're playing. There's a lot of wall of sound bands that it's a constant cacophony of like sounds and this and that going off. And it's like, it's the, it's the, the, it's the complete com- uh, emptiness of sound that makes it part of the band. So when there's that swell of vacuum and then it comes back in, that's what kind of, I mean, we grew up with that. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. what makes it cool. You know, um, f- are you a big fan of failure? Failure. I don't. I don't know, dude. Do you know I don't oh, think I do, dude. Oh, but that's why I pay attention, to you boys, because hey. uh, you keep me up to date. That's well. It's thirty years old. 
Because you take me back in time. Thank you, sir. Um, time machine Brandis. That's what they call me. Oh, H.G. Wells is what they call me. Um, I'm going to do a song only because it was a, a re-release of an important album. Um, I'm kind of the resident you know, hip-hop guy, I guess, in the, in the clubhouse <laughs> here. Um, I try not to bore you with, with dumb shit. This album was really important in retrospect. Uh, there was a gentleman that OD'd uh, probably about a year and a half ago named Mac Miller that was uh, a lot better than a lot of people give him credit for. He probably was most known for dating Ariana Grande. Yeah. Um, it'll probably be Pete Davidson's headstone, too. Uh, but that's uh, essentially what he's known for. <laughs> and it's really unfortunate because in 2015, he had a, a mixtape called Faces. And those in the hip-hop community knew it. It was fucking fire, and we, we all got it and all that good stuff. He, they re-released it streaming um, and on vinyl, and they had a, an extra cut on it. Uh, we're going to play the extra cut called Yeah. Um, this, going back and listening to this so many years later, um, I'm a huge fan of OF, Odd Future, Tyler, Earl, um, uh, Vince Staples is a part of that bunch, but kind of part of the same genre of that bunch. Vince's, uh, Kendrick and Vince are, are Com Compton's fucking finest, in my opinion. Um, and and it reminded me how good this fucking made. And I think it came out in a time when there's so much fucking good music. You were like, it was like the fucking, you know, late 80s, early 90s in hip hop where everything was fire. And it reminded me of the time frame. This song kind of puts in perspective how good he was. This was a true musician. He produced his own shit. Not all of it, but you know what I mean. He produced under, what was it, Larry Fishwater? Was, mm -hmm. his, uh, was his nom de plume. Uh, very talented guy. Very talented lyricist. Um, he should be remembered for everything he did musically and not outside of that. He had a very unfortunate death. He had more to give. I'm glad they found this track posthumously. I think it's a it's a it's an amazing track actually. And if I go back and listen to that Faces album, you wonder why everybody geeked out about it at the time. Uh, and if you haven't, this is your opportunity to go back to listen to Faces. Mac Miller, um, really good artist, man. Um, yeah. Overlooked. Let's take a listen. Where will we die? This life isn't fair. I live a life And one day we'll die No one will care Take me inside I'll meet you there Am I alive? Yeah, that's just good production, man. That's the first thing I thought of, Brandon. So it was like, you know, we were talking about just like not overproduced, but then produ production done well. And that is an awesome it example. It happens so much in hip hop. Overproduction is the name of the game. <laughs> um, everybody loves it. Um, when I can throw filters and auto tune and everything on my shit, it makes it better, right? Um, some people can do it well, some people can't. Uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, Mac went through what he went through. Swimming caught the 2020 Grammy for the best uh, hip-hop album. 
album that it came posthumously, so I think it was a little nod to like we were never gonna give this kid shit until he died type shit. And that was a great album. It was really sad, not like his best work, but he's got songs on this. Um, this particular song was with Earl. We didn't hear the verse because copyright bitches. Um, copyright's a bitch. Um, but if you listen to Earl's and there's this kid Dash on it, and um, he has songs with a lot of people that would consider um, right now the like eminency of hip hop. So uh, he was recognized as being as good as he was for being a little yeah. white kid from Pittsburgh. But um, hey, Power King. R.I.P. Man, sucks to lose artists. Yeah, it does. Uh, tomorrow, you and I are going to a movie with some friends, right? Or no, you're not going to the movie. Is that true, Bobby? Do you want to tell your deep, dirty secret? I kind of want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. dude, this is after oh, the facts, so nobody will care. I know. I it's going to be done, but um, and he already hates me. But uh, friend of the podcast, <laughs> Tig, he um, he gets a hold of me the other day, and he's like, "Dude, Dune is playing Thursday night," and I'm like, "Oh my god, yeah, we let's get tickets." I'm all. By the way, I have HBO Max. I could have watched that yesterday. I didn't, because I'm an adult. Okay. okay. Great Fuck. willpower. All right. Fuck off. Thank you. I, I... <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> so then we decided, you know what? It would be really nice just to go have brunch on Saturday, and then we'll go hit the early movie, and we'll watch it, and we're, it's going to be an exciting theatrical experience. Yes, bitch. It came out Thursday night. And you did what? I watched it with Mikey Walnuts. Okay. Yeah. And that was not the experience you wanted. But the movie was, you said, we're not going to talk about this, so you see it and I see it. Yeah. I mean, next week we'll actually, like, circle around and, and, and review the what we saw. That kind of thing. But I will say this, uh, since we're in the media section, it it's fucking incredible. I can't wait. It's I'm only watching that in the theater. It's incredible, man. I'm only watching the new Matrix in the theater. Dune. There's certain movies where I'm like, like Halloween, I watched at home. Yeah. Because I knew it was going to be oh, we're, we're about to circle back around to I'm, that. Uh, did you see Halloween Kills? No. Um, I haven't yet. I don't feel like you're much of a horror movie guy. Are you guy. a horror guy? I like some horror, but I'm, I mean, I, I do kind of struggle a little bit, you know? I, yeah. uh, just like gory stuff, you know? I don't know, man. I mean, do you I like, like scary? You don't like gory, but you like scary. Yeah, psychological thrillers, you know? Ooh, uh, that's my guy. That's my guy. Yeah, but like sometimes psych psychological thrillers can be like, so like really gory. Yes, like of course. Wouldn't Seven be considered a psychological thriller? Well, yes. I mean, if like you, that's right? a. Yeah. But listen, if you look at Seven and what it did visually, it was all implied gore. Mm. They didn't show a lot of blood spattering on the wall. Now, I don't want to sell it short because sure. I will enjoy okay. it because Evil Dead 2, probably one of my favorite horror films gory. of all time. And super gory. But it was so fucking funny, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I know, matter. that's like probably how I'm able to, <laughs> to love that's it That's like so Cabin in the yeah. Woods. Yeah, it's a little cartoonish, I that's guess. That's what yeah. makes it so cool, though. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. I, are you kidding me? That's I, one I'm of my... I'm not convincing you. I'm talking to these fucking <laughs> assholes. Yeah, well, I'm pointing the microphone. Right good luck. Good luck with good them. Luck. Good luck with our listeners. Dickheads. Um, <laughs> what did you think of Halloween Kills? 
Okay. I, I need two minutes of Bob. Two minutes. This is favorite um, franchise. No shit. And this movie was sus. Mm-hmm. I think it was my favorite like uh, horror movie franchise, I guess. I don't know. That's interesting. I never really think about that. Um, Michael Myers haunts my dreams and has since I was a little kid. I don't know if you guys are old enough. I know you are. He wears a 34B. <clears throat> I don't know if you're old enough to remember, but like... <laughs> I, I grew up in a household that didn't have cable television at all. Like, we didn't oh, have didn't cable have TV. But we had NBC. After... The news, after 10 o'clock, you could play whatever the fuck you wanted. Like, okay. they could play Friday the 13th. They played Halloween. Dope. So I used to watch, like, unedited, fucked up fucking versions of these movies, man. Like, I saw Kevin Bacon get a arrow jammed through his neck when I was, like, eight years old. Dude. I just saw that last week. I was at a party at Spago's. I got it was weird, dude. And Kyra Sedgwick killed him. I, I'm, I've already talked to the police. Okay. So anyways, Halloween kills. I think it's... <laughs> you're an idiot. I think it's, um, it's weird. It's a very... I've never seen this movie before. That's what I like about it most. Oh, cool. It's a horror movie I've never seen before. And that's really hard to say. Like, because everything is a retread and a remake. And <clears throat> I'll edit that out. Okay, We've already seen it all before. But, like, this movie, the mob justice thing, the fucking, uh, what's Anthony Michael Hall. Okay. So, in Halloween 4, they did mob justice. No. Yeah, they did. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. Well, uh, they, they bring, like, a cast from all previous, right? Yes, they yeah. did. They did a great job of the nod. My problem is it dies tonight. Okay, I get it, dude, but they're setting up a trilogy and we don't know when that night ends. What time was it when that movie ended? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, tell me you weren't mad at that. No. no. Why the fuck would I be ah! mad at it? I love you, Bobby. I get to see another one I next year. So I love you so much. That's awesome. You're I want another one. It's that gonna didn't be, bother you at all. This was the Empire Strikes Back of the <laughs> Halloween fucking trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a franchise for a reason. You heard I mean, it here. Franchise, motherfucker, they made 47 of them. <laughs> no, a franchise is Chick-fil-A. They don't even have 47 fucking... <laughs> <laughs> dude, stop it. Uh, All right. What did you not like about it? Dude, it, what did I tell you last week? It, was it checks every box of a fun slasher balls. movie. It's not corny. Corny is I don't, I, That's. I have a beef with All you right. on that. I don't understand where you're going. Right. I don't know what was corny about it. It dies tonight. Yeah, but... They literally don't say that in the fucking movie. 47 times. They, they say they it in say the, the trailer. I, do you want me to do a mo- do you want me to do a fucking mashup of every time they say that? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but what did I tell you? I said you would love it, didn't I? Yeah, it's I know fucking, my buddy Bobby. It's fun. I know my buddy Bobby. And there were some moments in it that I genuinely liked. He I'm kills like, a bazillion people. Dude, he does John Wick style revenge yeah. killing. Yeah. Which was kind of fire. Smoking. Kind of fire. 
Yeah, it's fun. He gets fun. his ass kicked by a mob, and then it's basically Michael Myers kills MAGA. Yeah, yeah. He goes on a. He, there's this. Are you interested? So, where are the problems, Dennis? <laughs> Those pads, they get even redder. They get redder. <laughs> I don't know. I get. I understand. Certain people have you know certain I mean. problems with that movie. I get it. It's, but it's also because it's kind of an atypical horror sequel. Yeah, sure. It is. It is. It shifts the mythology a tiny bit and they're actually building to something narratively i love you so much you're such a half, no dude you're such a glass half full Thank when you, you. want to be i love you what's wrong with that jamie lee curtis in a bed for halloween kills it's michael myers killing a <laughs> bunch of fucking people it's not a Sublime no, song. And that's why... It's something good. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I told you I thought it was a fucking... It harkened back to the first one where it was just a guy going around murking. And I love that. Yeah. I love that. I don't have any problem with that. I think... It's the first time I've ever thought this motherfucker is actually pissed. Like, he seems... Genuinely upset about he's being upset. burned alive he's in a basement. Frustrated. <laughs> that was the straw. Yeah. Yeah. That was the straw. That was the straw. Hey, we've all been <laughs> we've all been bartenders here, right? We have. We have. Have, we, have. have yeah. we not? Have I'm pretty ever, sure this guy taught me how to be a bartender. Probably. <laughs> uh, have you ever have you ever wrenched down on a juicer? Uh-huh. And you got like four half limes in there, right? And you wrench down, and all that comes out is air. <laughs> and then you figure, maybe I should pull harder. <laughs> I think that was the direction team. Okay. I, okay. Maybe I should get something out of this. You we don't come out, you motherfucker. We don't have to get like super <laughs> in the weeds on <laughs> a direct-to-video <laughs> fucking <laughs> horror movie. <laughs> Yeah. It's essentially what it is. That's, but that's a good referee think, call right there, you know? God, After dude, a review. This is yeah. why I've yeah. a podcast with this guy for three years. Yeah. We could just roast each other, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed It's about it. time for another thing. Oh, the clutch? Yeah. We're doing clutch? It's about that time. All right. I don't know if you're familiar with this, sir. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it to you because he's not a sir. I'm saying it to you over here, mm-hmm. Mr. Lucas. We do a little thing called Clutch Your Pearls of Wisdom, and it doesn't have to be groundbreaking or it doesn't have to be this great, miraculous, philosophical, you know, thing that you've just come to. Um, it doesn't have to be that. It just has to be simply something that you'd like to say that you've noticed over the past week that you said, you know what? Hey, guys, maybe you should not be a dickhead and run across the street while traffic's coming and... <laughs> Nobody gives you the fucking nod or something like that. Oh, there goes mine. Be, I know, fuck you, Bobby. Jesus. It could be something as easy as that. <laughs> so we're gonna. He's gonna go last because he has to think of one. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I'll go first. Clutching your pearls of wisdom is a very special thing. So I'll go first. I have nothing. I have absolutely nothing. What I will say is. And this is very simple and very truthful. I think my girl, 
I thank my friends that listen to this. I thank to all of you, Dana and Kelly and Foz and all of you guys that fucking listen to this every single week and have always like texted me and been chill with me. Thank you very much, man. That means a lot. You wouldn't believe how much that keeps me going and caring and giving a shit about this. Because I do, but you guys remind me a lot about it. And um, I couldn't be more thankful to have people in my life that can give a shit about what a fucking old fucking drunk Aaron talks about. Trust me. So thank you. I'll take, uh, I, I, I yield my time. Thank you. Drunkle Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Usually I have like something very sentient and beautiful, but I don't have shit. So, as this often happens, mine piggybacks on yours just a touch. Um, I was going back and piecing together kind of another greatest hits of the fucking whiskey real thing today just because I had nothing else to do for a minute. And I just remembered how much I really fucking love having an artistic outlet in my life. This is the only actual creative outlet that I have in my life. And it means so much to me to be able to like get together with people that I really truly care about. And I'm in a room right now with two men that I absolutely respect, love, revere, and just enjoy. Like I've had more laughs with you two men over the last few years than anyone else. You know what I mean? And I don't know, if you have the opportunity to have that in your life, to have an artistic outlet, especially something collaborative, because collaborating on something like this stupid fucking sketch we did today, we just came up with it in 45 seconds, and it's, it's I don't know, it'll be what it is, but God damn it, we had so much fun doing it, who gives a shit? You know what I mean? You're either going to laugh at it or you're not. We are better people for having done it. No fucking doubt about it. There because, yeah. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Lucas on Damn. the spot. Creativity is clutch, my man. That's a good point. And also, be friends with Lucas Hess. This is beautiful. <laughs> Look at him. Possible. Look at his hair. <laughs> <laughs> we, we call him the Josh Homme of the <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, Lucas, the floor is yours. Well, the creativity element, man. My, uh, you know, I was speaking about them earlier, but your bones, immediate family, creative outlets, you find these inner circles that just show themselves to you um, after you go through those just um, spontaneous moments of creativity and you know you're just you're feeding off of that and you know the past fuck all 18 months or whatever else you know like there's so much question and like those boys and those bands they created such an inner circle and like so much more of an outlet than i ever ever could have imagined um and when you look back at some of the things and man how bad we fucking sucked but then every once in a while you come together and you're like man that just came together and that's beautiful and couldn't have done it without those fellas and so my immediate family uh nikki cakes matt dickey uh alex vick um peter donahue of your bones you boys i love you all um so that's that's awesome yeah 
you know, we normally end this podcast on a big fucking shitty mic drop. Mic drop. I, Do you have I, a mic drop? We have to say thank you to yeah. Lucas. And, and to Lucas, me for what? Lucas, no, for showing up. <laughs> and Lucas will be back. You're going to be back. Do an entire thing. So I'm interested to see. We didn't learn about you and what you do, and kind of in 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 deep context, and your views, and you know as much as you're willing to share. Um, but you know, I, Bobby, thanks you. I thank you. Thank I you love you, boys. Out. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm stoked to be here. Yeah, so it's yeah, exciting, yeah, man. boys. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Dude, I got to rack my brain on the next tasting now, and I love right. it. There you go. White people wash your legs. <laughs> <laughs>